You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing. The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You picked that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. If you love the show, please support the show. Easy to do. You just go to Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show, and you can become a monthly subscriber and sponsor of the show for as little as $5 a month. Uh, it makes a big difference. We always appreciate all of our sponsors, whether they're our corporate magapreneurs or the individual fan sponsor. It's why this show is able to stay so authentic and raw. Thank you, guys. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. If you want to download the show, you don't have time to watch it, but you want to listen while you're on the road or at work, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. And uh, you can all thank Magical Trevor for producing and putting this out every single day. We love him and appreciate him. He's crushing it. And uh, that's where you guys can get the exclusive Dilly Show podcast. Check that out today. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, my God. We're having some fun today. It's Friday. It's the 16th of June. We're having an incredible week so far. I got a house full of kids, family. We're having fun. We start our vacation tomorrow morning, driving down to good old Miami. Coral Gable's going to be spending some time down there. Got all kinds of fun stuff planned. I uh, appreciate every single one of you who have reached out. Some of you have you work at places that you've been able to hook us up. Others who are big fans have been able to reach out and get us like membership club passes for a week to beach clubs and whatnot. I just want to say I love and appreciate you guys. Like I didn't mention what I was doing on the show for that reason, uh, but I'm very touched that you would go out through the hassle of trying to make sure me and my family have a great trip. So that was really nice to you guys. So thank you. Uh, very excited. We leave tomorrow morning super early in the morning. My brain is already checked out. I'm on vacation mode already. I can already feel it. We're probably going to do about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes on today's show. Unless, of course, I get talking and then anything could happen. But we're going to try to keep it a little bit tighter. Uh, there will be broadcasts on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week. There will not be a broadcast next Thursday or Friday. Uh, those are the first two days I've taken off this year. Ta-da! So that'll be cool. We're gonna just, I'm going to take those two days off. Might take one more at Christmas, and we stick to our Dilly show. Uh, pretty much workaholic. We only take usually two to three shows off a year, sometimes only one show. It just depends. Last year, we took off two, and that was it. This year, we're going to take off probably three, uh, depending on which day Christmas falls on. <laughs> but we're grinding. We're having fun. I'm having too much fun. And, and I think a lot of MAGA is having a lot of fun. I know the meme team's having a lot of fun. My God, I told you guys I'd take you to the promised land. And so far, besides being acknowledged with signed hats from President Donnie J, many of them have got a chance to experience Bedminster, New Jersey. Uh, the rest are going to experience Mar-a-Lago at some point. We already know that's in the, uh, that's in the hopper down the road, and I'm very proud because they've earned it. These are the people who have uh, dedicated thousands of hours of life to their craft and creativity for the sake of saving America, and uh, I'm very, very honored to have them by my side through this journey. But also, I'm proud to have all of you here, the Dilly 300, and uh, it's a very, very special time in our lives, I think. I think right now, what we're witnessing, 
with the uh, turning of, of things right now, I think you've reached that tipping point, and Americans are really, really upset, justifiably so, with the decisions their government has made. The corruption is way too uh, public at this juncture. There's going to eventually be a breaking point in which uh, there nothing can essentially uh, prevent uh, the criminal, you know, path that this is going to go down. Eventually, there will be lawfare to solve this because it's too open. Fraud doesn't work when it's done in the in the in the eye of the public. It doesn't. Everybody knows that. It, you could check any history book. Fraud only works uh, when you keep it hidden. And the problem that the deep state has right now, their fraudulent government, fraudulent corporatism in America is now front and center globally. So you've essentially left no other uh, outcome but one, which is the fraud eventually gets cleaned up. So that's how this is eventually going to go. Now, I don't know when. And we'd like to get there the right way the, the through the channels of political um, activism way because that's peaceful. It is dem uh, democratic, and it would be a very good thing. We don't want to have to go the other revolutionary way which obviously 1776 will commence should we not be able to clean this shit up at some point in the near future. And we all know that. You can already tell the public has had enough. They don't want to have a two-tier justice system. They don't want to be serfs to a bunch of globalist cunts who continue to whittle away at their uh, God-given rights. These are not rights given to you by government. Rather, these are the rights given to you by your creator. That The government has absolutely zero right to infringe upon and uh the bill of rights will rise again and i believe we are on the precipice of something very special in this country with our leader president donnie j trump leading the charge so very exciting times i'm thrilled to be here with you guys we got a lot to talk about today we're going to talk some polling we're going to talk some trump he's got some videos out is trump coming back to twitter well we're going to know probably over the weekend We'll find out that answer. We'll see if he's coming back to Twitter. I think that there are a lot of brands, a lot of social media uh, companies, a lot of uh, news mainstream media organizations, and a lot of surrogates for opposing people who are shitting their pants at the prospect. If we're being honest, there's a lot of people who have uh, a very real concern that Donald Trump is going to take uh, essentially the time to say, you know what, I think I'll come back to the public square and if he does it's going to be lit it will be lit so we're gonna talk about that today we also gonna talk about what's going on with team beatball uh DeSantis having a hell of a time uh i don't know is if it's the drugs the gay orgies the drugs and gay orgies i don't know if it's the basement shower talk whatever it is his campaign is really having a very very hard time uh they they are not focused uh, They're not being received well by the public. His polling has cratered to the point that he's starting to get caught by Chris Christie in some states. And while all of that's happening, his surrogates continue to make, I don't want to call them heirs because I don't think they're heirs. I just think that there are a lot of closeted people within that campaign who have substance problems. And, and you can't have degenerates running your campaign or you end up with degenerate, you know, a degeneracy campaign. And that's where we're at. And uh, we're talking about uh, Pushaw, uh, John Cardildo, uh, Bill fucking Mitchell, Baby Huey, and some others. I mean, they're just, it's a campaign full of loserdom uh, who can't help but like gay sex. So we're going to talk about that today on the show. It's going to be a ton of fun. I also have a bazillion dank memes. Shout out to Lauren Eve for that opening meme. I thought it was really beautiful and fun and appropriate 
given that I'm going to be swimming in the beautiful waters down in Miami and in the Keys uh, the next week, so it should be glorious. But uh, let's not hesitate. Let's get to this damn thing. All right, you guys, how you doing? You guys good? Everybody good? I'm excited. I, I got, I'm already on vacation mode. So you already know I'm going to be a little playful today because I my brain is checked the fuck out. Started checking out slowly yesterday and then uh, was doing some work stuff. I was up till 3 a.m. and uh, woke up at fucking 8.30 this morning, which is late for me. And I was like, oh, my God. And uh, I knew I had to work. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to knock some shit out. But we got it handled. Um, is, there, is there a special person? Yeah, I knew it. Okay. Who's Diana on uh, Who's Diana on YouTube? How you doing, honey? Did I splash on your face once back in the day when I was single? Is that why you're in my YouTube chat trolling like a retard? You sound bitter as fuck like I got it in your eye or something. Is that what happened? I think that's what happened. I may have, I may have accidentally. I, it was probably dark. I splashed on her face and now she's butt hurt. So oh my god, my eye. I'm like, that's ah, okay. There you go. Put some ice on it. I think that's probably what happened. I can see I see her trolling hella hard in the uh, the YouTube chat. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they used to call her, actually. Sharpie, Dirty Diana. That's right. Yeah. She'll let you, you don't even have to. No warm-up. Just back door. Boom. No warm-up. Just straight back door. Yep. She's out. She's hanging out in the chat. I see her. She's like. She's mad because I can afford to go to Miami and have vacation in Florida whilst at the same time dunking on her retarded governor. So she's a, uh, she's a team meatball person. So I get it. Like, I understand. If I was fucking, if my candidate uh, was tro- like polling around 12% in some states, I'd probably be upset too. I'd be super upset. But guess what? It's, it's okay, honey. I can, uh, I can love the state of Florida while hating the governor. It's not, it's, it's easy. That's what I do. And uh, she was super mad. She's like, why is he coming here? He's just a hypocrite leftist. No, you're just poor and you can't go anywhere and you pick the wrong fucking candidate because you've got Trump derangement syndrome and you're probably mad about me splashing in your eye back in fucking the early 2000s. That's not my fault, honey. I don't know what to tell you. Not my fault at all. I think Trev probably nuked her already, which is appropriate. Can you imagine? So you're not allowed to come here because you made fun of my governor. I've literally never said anything negative about Florida. Everybody who watches the shows know that, knows that. My guess is she had meandered over here from uh, Twitter and then got butt hurt. Yeah, they always get upset about that shit. He didn't call. No. 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 You were a pump and dump. Sorry, honey. Know your worth. I know. Isn't that cute? How dare you? Stop it. Anyway, we're going to have a big show today. We're going to have some fun. Um, there's a lot going on. There's, there's things happening that defy reason. And, and one of those things is how absolutely poorly run the DeSantis campaign is. This is really special to watch somebody spend so much money and so much time to essentially end their career politically before the age of 50. I mean, this guy's going to be, you're Scott Walker. He's done. You're, you Scott Walkered yourself by running an absolutely retarded campaign, taking the worst advice known to mankind, taking a bunch of disgusting, dirty money, and then not having a policy platform while pairing all of that 
with a retarded candidate who's unlikable, awkward, and kind of gross. I don't have to tell you. Don't shoot the messenger. I didn't make Rob eat his fucking boogers. I didn't make him wipe his snotty booger fingers all over Canada or, or, you know, veterans who are watching his speech. I didn't do that. I didn't make him forget to cut out the pockets in his fucking suit coat. So he's like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm." I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't tell him that it was better if you let your wife do the stump speeches while you stand behind her seething pissed. I didn't make him do that. And I sure as fuck didn't make him hire a bona fide, legitimate, alcoholic piece of shit that loves, loves, fucking loves gay porn. I didn't do that. I didn't make you hire a woman to run your online campaign who has a serious substance problems and decided to have plastic surgery to put butt cheeks on her fucking face. I didn't make you do any of it, okay? I'm just the guy that talks about it because you put him in front of me. I'd, I was fine with just leaving well enough alone and leaving DeSantis to his own devices in Florida. But no, he had to go and try and start attacking Donald J. Trump while also breaking that loyalty promise he had made to Trump, which is I would never run in a presidential election against you. Whoops, he fucked up. And now we're going to ruin him. And I don't just mean ruin his political career. We're going to ruin his life. I already told you how this is going to play out. If you can't tell that Casey already doesn't like his sorry ass, I, you can't, I don't know what to tell you. you something's wrong with your fucking... Uh, your, uh, your, your fucking, uh, what am I trying to say here? Your, your ability to uh, differentiate love from contempt. And if you watch it and you see that you utilize your discernment, you can tell DeSantis and his wife, Casey, have got a problem. There's a big issue there. And my guess is she probably stuck by his side because she felt like he had a chance politically long term. Once this thing fizzles out, she's going to leave him. He's going to fucking pack on the pounds and he comes off a of Zempic and he'll look like Chris Christie by about 2028. I'm telling you right now, you can see it as clear as the day. It, that's how this is going to play. She'll probably end up fucking and marrying Gavin Newsom or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there'll be somewhere she'll latch on to somebody that really just sticks in his craw and that'll be the end of it because he's not going to have a career after this. His uh, his campaign already is really awkward, poorly run and it had, it's full of shitty ideas to be frank with you guys so yeah we're gonna talk about that today we'll have some fun there's a lot of memes to go along with it too because honestly they're they're sort of like the easiest content we've ever had and we all enjoy dunking on them because they've made the the thing that's weird is they they didn't just have a shitty campaign they turned out to be really unlikable people which makes it even more fun to destroy them you know it's one thing when you're like eh, i'm not sure maybe I, we'll leave this part of his life alone but then you know they're out there pimping out the fucking kids on on uh part of the campaign trying to make a sales pitch with the wife she's got her own fucking tab on the campaign website which is weird uh you know so they kind of were like hey go ahead and attack and poke holes in every aspect of our lives and so it's like okay and the more you watch them, the more you realize you're like you're not like normal americans you're totally unlikable you're awful you're elitist douchebag rhinos and that's sort of where we're at right now i mean that's honestly where we're at but the good news is the good news is uh, he's dropping in the polls, and I honestly will be totally stunned if he, he makes it past Labor Day. If he makes it past Labor Day, it'll be exclusively because the bundlers and the fundraisers want him to stay in the race because they've got so much money from people who are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. That's the real real. There's enough TDS to get him 
three to five hundred million dollars in campaign contributions because these people are desperate. They do not want Donald Trump coming back to power because it's going to affect a lot of the major industry players, whether it's the real estate developers or whether it's the insurance companies. A lot of them have been able to get by on certain things uh, by you know working the system. And if Donald Trump returns, the cost of doing business is going to go up a little bit because he's going to force them to hire American workers and he's going to put a tariff on a lot of those goods going overseas or coming back. And furthermore, they know that he's, they're going to have to play by a set of rules. There will actually be a structure. Right now, everything is sort of just this power vacuum of bullshit. And so they're able to maneuver in ways that normally would be considered unethical or illegal, but nobody's holding them accountable. This is why they don't want Donald Trump coming back. But it doesn't matter because that day is coming. It's fast approaching and they can't do shit about it. So should be pretty interesting. Um, we do have a big show for you guys today. Let me see what I got here. Oh, first and foremost, I got to say thank you to somebody. I got a really wonderful birthday card from uh, Ann. I believe, yep, Ann K. And I got your card and it was lovely. I got your gift. She sent me a little birthday cash. So I'm going to take with me on vacation. And really, she included this. This is St. George. And I thought this was a really beautiful card. And I just want to say thank you because I really appreciated this. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put St. George behind me. Let's see. Where would be a good place for St. George? We're going to put him right back there so he can watch over the show when I'm doing it. So that's St. George right there. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was a really, really nice uh, card and gift. I also had a re I received a really nice card as well. And this one was sweet. Um, this was from, oh, no, it doesn't say who it's from. Okay, hold on. I don't know who sent me this. Damn it. Okay, it doesn't say your name on here. I'm like looking. Oh, Regina and Joe. So thank you for your card as well. I got yours as well. I just saw. <laughs> and she, they was cute. They had like all the, decor she decorated the outside of the, the envelope and stuff. So Regina and Joe, thank you very much. I received yours. And I think they sent me a, a little gift card for the kids for Florida. So thank you for that as well. That's, that's fun. And we'll definitely be splashing up the kids. With that, so thank you guys. That was that was pretty cool. All right, <laughs> all right. It's been a weird uh, twenty four hours for uh, Team Meatball. I just want to lead with this. I just want to get it out of the fucking way because these people are strange, and I know we beat up on them a lot, but I have it on fairly good authority, and I can't quote because I got it secondhand. So this is not a direct quote, but. I have it on fairly good authority that maybe somebody perhaps was speaking to President Donald J. Trump recently, and uh, the subject of DeSantis came up, and he may or may not have referred to him as the most disloyal motherfucker I have ever known. Now, I don't know if that's true. Maybe it didn't even happen, but it feels like Based on the person I was talking to, it probably was a conversation that... Now, we can't be certain on the exact language that was used or even descriptions and or anything else. But my understanding is he may have called him the most disloyal motherfucker I've ever known. And he may or may not have said, I don't give a fuck about destroying anybody else in this race except him. I'm not... I don't, I can't tell you if that actually, I don't know. That's what I heard. 
but he may have said something or in, in, implied that the only person he cares about not just beating but destroying is DeSantis. I don't want to say where I heard this or how I heard about it. I'm just telling you, most disloyal motherfucker I've ever known may have been a quote, maybe, and he may have said, I don't care about destroying anybody except for that motherfucker. So, <laughs> with that being said, you hear that and, you, t you know, I heard, I may have heard that story, uh, heard about this potential, maybe possible statements that were made that can or cannot be confirmed. And the only thing I can tell you is that is like blood in the water for the meme team. Like when I told them what I had heard and I told them while I was still, while I was still at the event, I was like, hey, guess what I just heard? They were just like, because there's not going to be any removal of the boot from the neck at all. This guy won't be done until he's out of politics. And I mean that. I don't think, like a lot of you guys will do, come on, can we move on to Democrats? We can walk and chew gum at the same time. This dude is going to get absolutely bodied until he's out of the governor's office and totally out of politics. I'm just letting you write, like right now, that's where the boss man stands on the whole thing. And so we have no intention of stopping either. Now, I do want to talk about some of what's been going on with Team Meatball. These fucking people are weird, okay? These people are fucking weird. And that's kind of where I want to start with today's show. I want to start with this. So yesterday, Rob DeSantis made some comment about don't, uh, what was it, the, the, don't chirp from the sidelines. And I think this was meant to be like a tough guy statement, right? But he can't, he can't commit to something that he's not, which is a tough guy. So he was like chirping from the, he's talking about Gavin Newsom. And we played the video yesterday. It's supposed to be him being tough. It is really, it's like your chihuahua yapping at you. And you're like, yeah, I get it. You're really upset. You're really loud. You're still a chihuahua. And the, his team, which is full of fucking just absolute dorks, were like, oh my God, what a great answer. Oh, that's good to sell. So they made these shirts. This is not modified at all. Okay, this is not modified at all. They are actually selling stop pussyfooting around shirts with this fucking meatball on the on the back. That's an actual campaign shirt. Now, I don't know if they're going to sell five or six of them or whatever they're going to sell, but that is the cringy. You put the word pussyfooting next to his face. They actually this is not a meme. This isn't me fucking trolling. Machiavelli didn't make this. Phantom didn't make it. No one made this. This is an actual product that they thought, they were like, dude, our guy is so not down with the pussy footing. And, and really this is, and I said this yesterday, and I mean this, I'm speaking from my heart right now, you guys. This is the gayest fucking shirt I've ever seen. And I mean, I mean RuPaul, Big, giant, veiny, peni in both hands, possibly one in the rear, maybe one in the fucking mouth, like super gayest shirt that's ever been made. Like, you couldn't have made this more gay if there was a butthole on the front. Like a butthole with a fucking rainbow on the back. It just, you couldn't have done it. And they actually thought 
that like is this like a flex for like weird boomer rhinos they're like i got a pussy footing shirt from the meatball i mean it's just horrible brandy i dude i feel like there's probably somebody that works for desantis that actually is a trump supporter like they're just like you know what would be great rob and he's like what and they're like we should we should just do pussy footing shirts and he's like okay it's just so bad it's such bad branding now as if that weren't enough we had an incident last night all right incidents were had and it went mega fucking viral last night somebody replied to john cardildo with a meme and that Cardildo, being the drunk loser that he is, didn't realize it. This was the meme, okay? That's the image. You can see they posted it. They replied to him at 8.26 p.m. John Cardildo, being the drunk loser that he is, fucking retweeted it because he thought it was a, just a DeSantis hat. Now, this is funny for a number of reasons. First and foremost, number one reason it's funny Obviously, the gay sex on the fucking TVs in the background is hilarious. But the original image, that hat being held, for those who are unaware, was a picture posted by Dave Rubin, who, in case you aren't aware of it, is openly super gay. So this starts out hilarious because it's already a gay dude holding a DeSantis hat, which is like, okay, whatever. Dave, Dave Rubin, gay guy, you know, has a husband or whatever. But then the memers get a hold of it. They turn this into a meme. John Cardillo, being the drunk loser that he is, retweets it. Now, this was on his page for well over an hour before he figured out that he had just retweeted gay porn. And he immediately unretweets, right? He, he, does, he gets rid of the retweet. Well, that's really great, John Cardillo. That's really great. And I'm proud of you that you caught that you had accidentally retweeted gay porn, right? That's, a, that's pretty sharp, even for a drunk guy. The problem was this morning, even at the time of this broadcast, this idiot forgot to remove the like he had put on the image. So he liked this post and retweeted it, and then he unretweeted it, but since he's a drunk piece of shit, he forgot that it still is under his likes. Now, he may have eventually caught this now because it's been hours and I did, in fact, tweet this out. But this, <laughs> this is about the most Team DeSantis shit I've ever seen in my whole life. You just, he cannot help it. Like, he, he might as well just come out, dude. Just come out and be done with it. But no, we all have to suffer through a closeted gay man with a fucking alcohol problem because he's never been able to take ownership of his sexuality so we're all sitting here we're along for the ride as john cardildo eventually arrives at the truth of what he is which is you're just gay dude it's cool go get yourself a big old dick and uh be done with it you know kick the alcohol maybe start a good life you got no kids you've had a couple of failed marriages obviously because well she's not a dude but it might be time to just let it go bro just Make it right. Have Dave Rubin, like, help you out. You know, he could fucking guide you down this path. And then that way you can, you know, drop the alcohol, stop coping, 
and just start having a good time. You're in South Florida, for Christ's sakes. That's like fucking gay dude fucking heaven. I mean, that's like, there's so much fun stuff for you to do when you like a dick down there. So you're better off just dealing with this and kick the alcohol problem. You know, maybe you'll end up fucking realizing that DeSantis sucks and then you can turn your life around there too. I don't know. All I know is it's a lot easier than staying closeted and binge drinking fucking day and night and destroying your life. You know what I mean? It's just silly. Just just take care of yourself, bud. And stop posting gay porn and liking it and retweeting it because it's weird and all of us know that you're gay and we don't care, but you're weird. So stop it. Um, yeah, meatball, not having a good go of it. Just really tough, especially when one of your surrogates is that, you know, obviously closeted while having a wicked, wicked uh, drinking problem. And things got worse for Meatball DeSantis because the polling continues to reaffirm everything we already know. Uh, Donald Trump is soaring post-indictment. DeSantis is cratering and nobody wants him. Nobody. Here we are. This is a Harris poll from June 14th and 15th. I mean, literally the most recent poll, Wednesday, Thursday. And you got him down. He's, he's down bad. 53 to 17 in fading fast. It's still there. Leah, Leah has just confirmed that John Cardildo still likes that picture. Which, that's not even memeing. That's not even us trolling. That's a guy actually really liking the gay porn picture. So there you go. Um, anyway, the Harris, uh, let's see. Yeah, the Harris polls got him down. He's getting bludgeoned. I mean, that's bad. And now let's talk about a place that DeSantis has already visited twice. Okay? This isn't a state that he's, like, neglecting. It's a state where he's actively campaigning. The state known as New Hampshire he is on the verge of dropping into single digits in New Hampshire. When you have fat ass nipping at your heels, fat ass Christy is nipping at the heels of Meatball DeSantis. You're in real trouble, bud. Christy hasn't even visited New Hampshire. You've actually been boots on the ground in New Hampshire and held a, a fucking town hall type situation up there talking to the people of New Hampshire they got to know you, and you immediately went from 19 down to 13. The, I told you guys, the DeSantis campaign is a weird combination of the Kamala Harris campaign, where the more she was hidden, the better she did, but as soon as she started actually campaigning, she fell off a fucking cliff. It's a combination of Kamala Harris 2020 campaign and Pete Buttplug, Buttigieg campaign. It's the Kamala Harris campaign, but with all of the gayness of the Pete Buttplug campaign. And it's the, I'm not joking. Like, I, it sounds like a joke. Like, ha <laughs> Dilly, you're... But if you actually look at the parallels and you dig into who they're connecting with and why they're dropping, it's the same exact reason. The more people hear him speak, the less they like him. And the more he campaigns, the more everybody is pretty sure the rumors of him showering with dudes in the basement of Congress is totally true also. He's a horrible candidate. There's not really anything else you can say about him. He's a bad candidate who ended his career going against the fucking Don. Good riddance. So he's going to be, he's done in New Hampshire. I don't even know what the point of even campaigning up there. Save your money. There's not a point in you campaigning up there, bud. Nobody likes you. They fucking hate you, as a matter of fact. And, uh, you know, he's getting bodied. I mean, it's just, it's a really, really ugly situation. We can also look at this other poll. You know, not all polls are the same. This was a, a University of Massachusetts Amherst poll. 
Now, this is a national poll. At this play, at this time in a primary, I would say state polls hold more significance. However, when you're getting crushed as badly in all state polling, national polls start to make more sense. This one, he's thankfully still in the 20s, uh, but he is getting absolutely destroyed. And when he's left head-to-head against Trump, he's still down by 16. He's peaked polling-wise, by the way. There is no surge coming for Meatball DeSantis. There isn't. We kept hearing that wait until he announces. Once he announces, that was going to be when we're all in trouble and we see him siphon off and, and, and split the MAGA voter, but he can't. Not only can he not split the MAGA voter, dude, he, he's having a hard time right now holding on to his existing voters, and it's not going well, all right? All bullshit aside, all partisan fucking candidate politics aside, Let's talk about the truth. The truth is, in the state of Florida, the Floridian people, the citizens of Florida, are already, already vocally, vocally letting him know how they feel about him. And and the best example I can give you is this. This is last night in the state of Florida at a GOP event. Not, I want to make this super crystal clear. This is not a Trump event. Not a Trump event. This is a GOP getting ready for 2024. Let's pick some candidates situation. In the state of Florida, Carrie Lake was speaking at this event, and here's how it went. One other person I want to ask you about, I'm going to do a show of hands. There might be some people in this crowd. I might see a hand or two. How about, I want a show of hands. How many are for Ron DeSantis for the nominee? That's a GOP event. There were two people that raised their hand and immediately put them down. The rest of the hands you saw raised were people with thumbs down booing the shit out of him. There were only two people that initially raised their hands and then immediately pulled them down because they were being booed into a fucking oblivion. He's going to get destroyed. He already is. But it's even worse because then Carrie Lake started talking about Donald Trump. How many of you, how do you feel about this next candidate, my friend Donald J. Trump? I apologize. I think that was a, was that Club 47? So maybe the crowd was a little biased. Maybe that was unfair. Maybe that's an unfair comparison. For the, hey, for the sake of, of, of honesty, I, I thought that was a GOP event. Looks like it was a private Club 47 event 
which is it's a bunch of uh, Republicans in, in West Palm that formed this club because they wanted to be more. So I think that to be fair, hey, you know what? Maybe that wasn't a GOP. It's not a GOP event. I think that might have been a, a Trump crowd. So it's not fair, right? But the, the uh, pushback is real against DeSantis. It's not going good. It's not going good. He's getting absolutely obliterated. One person in particular continues to be like kerosene on the fire that is barbecuing meatball. That's his wife, Casey, Jill. Casey Jill? Jill Black? I don't know. 300 people off of government assistance or partially off of government assistance on a pathway to economic self-sufficiency. And these are single moms. When I see what we do to bring the private sector involved, so if they are in need of a job and they say, hey, listen, we can't work a nine to three, I would love to, but you know, I wanna pick my a nine to five rather, I'd rather work nine to three because I wanna pick up my children from school. I wanna be there to help them with their homework. So what we do is we ask the private sector, we say, hey, oh, Walgreens, will you partner with us and help employ the single mom? And they say, yes, we'll employ her nine to three or whatever it might be to be able to support her so she can support her kids. Another great thing that he's done as we tap into this uh, initiative is his fatherhood initiative. So he has done about $70 million reoccurring funds to help support children in need of mentorship for these single moms. So when they're out working, we provide opportunities <laughs> for our collaborators to get mentorship. Big brothers, big sisters. He's done a lot with Tony Junji because we find the single greatest thing that you can do is to provide these kids a mentor. If you show them value and worth and show them that they are capable of whatever they put their mind to, they will succeed. And so we're facilitating these opportunities for these kids. So we've really papped, um, piped out a, a pathway for a lot of folks, but this whole philosophical change to government, what we've done in the child welfare sphere, really doesn't end there. We've taken it to veterans affairs, meaning how great would it be for faith-based communities to know that you have a veteran down the street, they get a care portal or because sure it would be nice if you can show up at his front door and say thank you we facilitated those connections and we're making a big difference and we're doing it to a lot of other agencies too so this is just a different way I think that we just approach government <laughs> dude let me help you honey 300 people off of government assistance or partially off of government assistance on a pathway to economic self-sufficiency. Oh, and Jesus Christ. Our single moms. Dude, listen to me. You've got to keep fucking Jill Casey DeSantis the fuck away from senior uh, homes in Florida. She's like, it'll be more deadly than COVID if you let that bitch go stump at a fucking... It'll be like Governor Cuomo will be jealous of the fucking kill count that Casey's going to rack up if you let her go give stump speeches in Florida senior citizen uh, living communities. I'm dead serious. Do not let Casey DeSantis pitch your fucking loved ones in a senior care facility. They'll be dead within minutes. I swear to God. Governor fucking Cuomo's going to be like, what about her? <laughs> what? Don't look at me. Look at her. This fucking bitch. She's killing people all over the place. Good God. That is the most insufferable fucking broad I've seen in politics since Hillary Clinton. Who in their right mind could listen to that shit? Like I said, dude, Rob DeSantis is absolutely in hell. He is in actual, literal hell on earth right now. He's got to deal with that. Dude, imagine that leaving the stage and then riding the car with you on the way home. Imagine that thing not having a good fucking day. 
belittling the shit out of you, reminding you that you're a meatball, that you're not half the man Donald Trump is. Why are your polling numbers? Your polling numbers, your polling numbers suck, Rob, because you fucking, you're not likable. No one likes you. I have to carry this whole fucking thing. Why are you so weird? Why do you pick your nose so much? Just put your fucking hands on your side. Is it that hard? Is it that fucking hard? Huh? You can't just leave your hands away from your fucking face, Rob? Yeah, good luck with that shit. Oh, my God. Best thing that's going to end up happening to this guy is the, the imminent divorce. I'm telling you right now. The, eight, the fucking 80 to 100 pounds he's going to put on, that part will suck for a while, but getting rid of her is going to add years to his life. This dude needs to, you know what? We need to do to rebrand. Here's what we're going to do to rebrand DeSantis. I can save your career. I can. I 100% can save your career, bud. I can. I'm not even joking. Here's what I need from you. You're going to need to drop out of the race. You're probably going to need to govern your ass off the next two and a half to three, four years, whatever the fuck you got left. And then what you're going to want to do is start growing out the hair, mullet style. I'm dead serious. Put on the 100 pounds. Get rid of her. Put on the fucking mullet, grow out like a handlebar mustache, get the mullet going, just really, really go full midlife crisis and just fucking let everybody know, dude, she did it. Just, she fucking ruined me. I don't know what I was doing. I loved President Trump and she fucking ruined me. It's blame her. I'm serious. Grow out the hair, get the mullet going, get that fucking kind of really white trash like mustache shit going on. Like you want to go like full... Like, just like you really just gave up. Put on the weight. Get a big, nice, big fucking beer gut with like a, maybe like a jean biker jacket kind of situation. Get rid of all your other vehicles too. Don't even get a, whatever you're driving today, all you need is a motorcycle. Get a fucking hog and just be like, you know what? I got to change my life. And what we do is we cut, we bring you back by 2032 as a heavier set, all American divorced biker situation but you still are going to have like a lot of MAGA ideas and we'll just run your campaign totally on being like, like, dude, it's like the, the, the rebuilding project, right? Like people will love you. If you come back 80 to hundred pounds heavier with fucking uh, a handlebar mustache and a, and a go and, and a fucking mullet, America will vote for you. Meatball. I, I wish I was joking. I'm not, you will absolutely skyrocket. You could end up being a Senator. Now I don't know if you could be a president, but I think you could probably be a Senator if you do what I just said, it'll be great. It'll be absolutely great. It'll be the most fun ever. We, and you know what? If you do it and you do it right and you just take really just go full fucking tilt southerner and just let go all that other shit, we'll like you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think people would like him. They'll just be like, you know what, dude? This guy went to hell and back. Because be honest right now, you guys, no matter what happens with this dude, you, are, you already know he's in hell. He can't win. You can't win even if you did win, and you can't fucking win if you don't win. Like, if you lose this thing, you think she, you thought she was unbearable now. Wait till she realizes you have no fucking future. Wait until they realize you don't have a future. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. It's going to be absolutely fucking horrible. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? I will go with you. This is embarrassing. What is your major <laughs> malfunction, num nuts? 
it's so bad. He's having such a hard time. It's having such a hard time. Almost nine o'clock. Please clap. And I was thinking on the way over here, I don't know, because our daughter loves slime so much and we were FaceTiming in the car on the way over here. I was thinking about my epic slime fails that I've had with her because they've happened numerous times. Like, for instance, if your kids ever want to do edible slime, don't ever do that. That's not a good idea. And the other whopper that I did, too, with the slime, because that's Madison's thing. She's our oldest. She's six. Uh, was if they, they actually make slime that you can take a bath and you can turn the bath water into slime, which is not really the best thing to do, especially when you're living in the governor's mansion. So um, I have a list of things for anyone out there that wants to know how to get things out of things. I got it. I do edible slime. Don't ever do that. That's not a good idea. And the other whopper that I did too with the slime, because it's Madison's thing. She's our oldest. She's six. Uh, was if they, they actually make slime that you can take a bath and you can turn the bath water into slime. My wife is the strongest woman I know. She should be running. Paid for by the committee to elect Jill DeSantis. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> Shout out to C3B memes and mags on that last meme right there. Miguelifornia on his hilarious meme. Mowing his balls. And obviously Maga Devil Dog. Jesus Christ. Oh, this is just brutal. I don't even know what to say to this. Oh my it's absolutely it's like a car wreck. Oh, how long is she gonna stay on the trail? I hope so. I hope it's a long time. When I had very long in-depth conversations with our three-year-old Mamie as to why she cannot color true story with a permanent marker on the dining room table. Or the walls, because I've come to the realization Yo, the sign is real simple, dude. It says, so many back places it up. You run out of real estate, you know, up, that you have to keep doing it. So we're very blessed to have the six, five, and three-year-old. You better wrap it up. I mentioned a second ago, Mimi, our little one. Who, by you better wrap that gavel up, B. If anybody thinks it's the governor of my son, no, no. It's Mamie. It's the three-year-old who's in charge. Uh, but she's the first baby born to a sitting governor in more than 50 years. My wife is the strongest woman I know. She should be running. Paid for by the committee to elect Jill DeSantis. Please clap. <laughs> Dude's in hell. Dude is in hell. Phantom Shadow's wrong for that one. Yo, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, she's brutal. Fucking brutal. Oh, my God. What's amazing is when you can just take a video of someone speaking. You don't need to say Mike. Mike is now eviscerating Team Meatball. And all he's decided to do. This is so genius. I got to give you your credit, bro. All he's doing now, he's like, I'm going to zoom in on the crowd's face when either him or his wife is talking. All Mike has been doing for almost a week and a half now is either felt like zooming in on the footage of what DeSantis is doing with his hands, either when he's speaking, meeting people, or his wife is speaking. That's one meme. 
And then the other videos are just the crowd's reaction to her fucking droning on. Do you know how bad that is? We're like, you know what? I'm going to listen. I can hear you speaking, but I want to see what the crowd's doing. And they're just like, oh, my God, fucking kill me. Dude, he doesn't got to He's done. He is absolutely fucking done. What an awful campaign. Just really, really bad. Very, very, very bad. Bad campaign. And everybody knows it now. <sighs> is the Trump circus about to push DeSantis into 2028? This is from The Hill. The most recent CBS News YouGov poll on the GOP primary shows DeSantis uh, shows Trump 61, DeSantis 23, Pence 4, Scott 4, Haley 3. Trump leads DeSantis by 38 points. No matter how the DeSantis camp may try to spin it, that is a devastating number for the Florida governor. Yeah. All the people that dislike Trump are having to essentially deal with the fact that he is going to be the nominee and none of them can stop him. DJT is on fire. right now and you there's a momentum that's quietly building and it's among a segment of the population that is not being asked who they're going to support it's true there is a segment among the population who's not answering polling phone calls and this is going to blow your fucking mind and i gotta i gotta lay this out for you because this is going to shock you it's going to shock you and it's going to excite you Here's the deal. The uh, silent majority in 2016 put Donald J. Trump in the White House. The silent majority predominantly uh, dissatisfied, alienated uh, voters, predominantly white, uh, who had been treated like garbage 
for the better part of a decade by Barack Hussein Obama. And then in 2020, the party started to change. We started to add new faces, and it was starting to become evident there was a shift happening culturally within America. But now, the silent majority is going to show back out in 2024. And none of the pollsters are going to be able to figure out the numbers. And the reason is that silent majority is predominantly black and Hispanic. There is a rising number of black and Hispanic voters who do not show up on any voter rolls and therefore cannot be accurately polled. This is a major problem for both sides of the aisle because there's a blind spot that now exists, especially among Democrats. They think that they've got the minority vote locked up in this country, and they're wrong. Hispanic voters are going to turn out in numbers they've never seen for Donald J. Trump. Black voters, young black men and women, are turning away from Marxism, and they love Trump, and we all know it. And if you need a little evidence of that, I'm going to show you some shit that'll make you go, what? There's a man in prison. His name is Suge Knight. He used to own Death Row Records, convicted of murder. This is not a good guy. But he also was a uh, he's somebody that gave us Tupac Shakur on a major le- record label, somebody that gave us Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre on a major record label, and uh, he was a mover and a shaker. This is a guy with uh, what you would consider street credibility given his gang associations, all right? Well, Suge Knight is in prison. His son is not. And his son put this out on Instagram last night. This is someone who will never, ever get a phone call from the GOP to ask who he's voting for. Suge Knight's kid is someone that's never, ever going to get a phone call from the GOP or the RNC. This is, a, this is a forgotten demographic. This is a demographic that is going to represent the new silent majority. There is a silent majority in this country that is going to make a gigantic fucking splash in 2024 and no one is going to see it coming. It's going to quietly build. And as that incredibly massive majority builds, it's going to eventually reach its peak with this. Donald Trump would never do blackface, but it doesn't stop Suge Knight and other African Americans in this uh, country from essentially saying that's our guy. That's our guy. Fuck you. That's our guy. And you already know, you already had Lil Wayne in 2020, Kodak Black, other prominent hip-hop stars, people who actually still have impact in their community. I'm telling you, it's building. This is why the streets of Miami are all about Trump. Fuck. They're not even saying they're changing their, I'm not changing my party affiliation. Okay. But you're for Trump. Yep. Yep. This is going to be building. The more they arrest him, the more they harass him, the more they try and put him in and out of courtrooms, the more his legend grows. And it's growing not amongst among the donor class. It's not even growing just among your typical uh, working class. It's growing in places they've never even considered. Because there's a lot of shit that the black community 
will over, they just won't even acknowledge it. They don't care. They don't trust it because they don't trust the system. And I don't, I can't say that I blame them. Given the, given the sentences that get handed out to black perpetrators uh, compared to others, it's disproportionate. They get longer sentences, even on first offenses for minor crimes. And we know this, it's not, it's, you can go look it up. Now we can make the argument about violent crime and black on black crime and all that, but that's a different subject. What I'm saying is the black community understands that the Democrats have essentially created ghettos in which they can never escape. It is meant to stay that way. It's a industry, it's an entire industry of creating a culture of crime. Uh, the black community, unfortunately, uh, is what kept, uh, you know, kept, uh, what am I trying to say? Abortion going so strong, Planned Parenthood almost solely existed to service the black community for a number of years. They've been taking advantage of that community, but I got news for you. The black community doesn't trust speeches. The black community doesn't trust speeches. They don't trust commercials. That's not what's going to woo them. I'm going to tell you exactly what the black community does trust. In my observations, they trust who is being marginalized and attacked. They just look and go, why is, if this person is supposed to be against me, then how come they're going through what me or my family or my friends or my community has suffered through? They, they almost exclude, you can't buy street cred. You can't get a fucking, you can't give a stump speech and get street cred. Do you want to know how you get street cred? You get arrested in three fucking states with federal charges and a whole bunch of other bullshit charges and face 500 years in fucking prison. That's how you get street cred. This is just the reality. So they look and they go, I've been through this program. I've been through this bullshit. I've been through the bullshit. They, that's the bottom line. Donald Trump, did this. there's nothing he was going to be able to do to really make inroads in that community until they could relate to him. Well, how the fuck do you relate to a multi-billionaire white guy if you are a young or, or whatever black person from a marginalized uh, community who's primarily impoverished? How, would you, how do you ever relate to that guy? There's only one thing, there's only one thing you can do to all of a sudden relate to that community is be put through the ringer the way they have. It's the only thing. There's lit, quite literally nothing you could say or do. You could take a million pictures with a million rappers and it ain't gonna mean shit. But those, that one fucking first indictment followed by 30 some counts in New York, they all watch, they see the news. They're talking about the shit on the, on the podcasts. There's like, dude, he's facing 30 counts in fucking New York. He's facing another 30-some counts in federal prison down in Miami. He's getting ready to be indicted up in Atlanta. There's no way to get the level of, of street cred that he just got. And the way he got it was doing the right thing and being marginalized for it. What you have to understand is hip-hop, the entire premise of hip-hop and the entire premise of black culture in America is all foundationally predicated on suffering. It's just the facts. Most of the music has, has come from a place of suffering. Most of the music, most of the culture, most of the culture identity is based around suffering. So in, in, the, in a uh, European white uh, culture where you are judged by your toughness is judged by your level to, of prosperity and advancement in the black community, the only way you get validation is by overcoming 
massive amounts of suffering. This is what people don't understand. So it, it, in the white community, they, they lodge you when your family name carries weight for generations and your family is viewed as a house of something significant, which is why President Trump does so well among so many successful people. But in the black community, they only relate to one thing. Who overcame the suffering? Who made it out? Who went through the bullshit? Did I get to witness it with my own two fucking eyes? And here's the thing too that's really funny. There's no community in America that can see through bullshit charges better than the black community. See, white people sit down and watch the news periodically or whatever you're watching so that they can understand the legal proceedings. Black community already knows bullshit charges from a mile away. That's the truth too. And you can ask them. You don't have to put a fucking uh, a, a lawyer on the news to explain to the black community how Trump's facing some illegal charges. They already fucking know. They've already had this conversation. They understand the legal system. They understand having being railroaded by an over-fucking-excited uh, district attorney who's just trying to get another win in the, in the fucking prosecu prosecutor section. You got to remember, that, like, a lot of these guys, that's how they advance their careers. Like, oh, how many cases have you tried? 130. How many have you lost? Zero. One. Three. Whatever. So the black community doesn't require lawyers and judges to go on and pontificate well, this is where he's facing. All they know is that's some fucking bullshit. That's what they know. They go, that's fucking bullshit. I've seen those charges. And they can summate the charges very quickly, which is why when you watch my friend Shaney Rich go down in Miami and interview young black men, they're, they're not doing these long, lengthy legal explanations for what's going on. They're literally able to summate what's going on to Trump in like 20 seconds. They're like, the railroad and the fuck out of him. This is fake. This is bullshit. This is why. Boom, boom, boom. And then they're like, I'm voting for him. I don't give a fuck. This, I honestly believe that this community, the minority community, the Hispanic and black community, the voters in 2024 are going to represent the, the, the number of voters are going to turn out. I believe they represent what will eventually amount to a, a red wave or a tidal wave for Trump. And it will not be, it's not going to be the down ballot. They're not going down that list and voting all red. What they'll probably do, honestly, a lot of these people will go, I'm voting Trump, and they'll skip the rest of it. That's the truth. They're going to go, I don't care about the rest of this. So don't be surprised if Republicans give back the House. Don't be surprised if you lose some seats because what's going to happen is it's going to be this thing where they go, I don't give a fuck about the rest of what's on this. I only care about this one vote up at the top. And that's what's going to happen. And I'm telling you, this is a blind spot because these, these communities are more than likely not going to be donating heavily to the GOP or the RNC. They're sure as fuck not going to get on any donor list or voter list where you're going to call and pull them. There's not going to be a way to measure them or their support. You won't have a way to measure it. And do you want to know how you win? If you're a Republican right now, you're watching this show, do you want to know how you win? You guys really want to know? Let's set vote the the voting. Uh, what are we? What am I trying to say? The uh, let's just set a hey, uh, aside the ballot harvesting. Set ballot harvesting aside for a moment. Go to the black churches. You want to change hearts and minds, because that's a place of worship that knows they're under assault. They don't want any part of the fucking LGBTQ shit either. They're under assault. Their community is under assault. 
If you have courage and you're MAGA and you want to really make inroads, you show up and you start talking Agenda 47 about Trump. And you start attending church and you go to their barbecues. And you start actually ingratiating yourself to the community. There's a lot there that you have no idea how many votes that you will be able to influence in a very low, like little amount of time. And your sales pitch is super easy now. We're already past all the bullshit. You're already past all the bullshit. You're already equipped. You get to go in and go, Donald Trump's going to fix the economy. He's going to fix inflation, gas prices, and food. No one's going to argue with you. Then they're going to say, if, if that one auntie starts coming at you about racism, you're going to fucking throw back in her face all of the statistics and everything you've memorized and educated yourself on about President Donald J. Trump and his criminal justice reform that he got done while in office. It's the easiest thing you, to do. You just go... You go, you can say whatever you want about him being racist, but the truth is the only person who got criminal justice reform done and overturned and got rid of the Joe Biden incarceration of black men in America was Donald Trump. That's it. You don't have to make anything up. You don't have to fucking try and be super convincing. It's easy. It's food. It's gas. It's criminal incarceration. That's it. You're done. It's the fastest, most winning strategy. And the thing is, they already want to vote for Trump. You just need to give them a proper motivation and incentivization. But I'm telling you, no one is polling them. No one is measuring the growth in that community organically. The silent majority is why the deep state couldn't rig the 2016 election. 2020, they went full tilt and knew what to expect. 2024, you have a chance to catch them by surprise again. And it isn't going to be Republicans and it's not going to be white people. You're not surprising anybody by voting Trump. It's black and Hispanic voters that is where you get to hit the deep state where it counts because they're not going to see it coming. This is one of the most important things you have to understand. You had the element of surprise in 16 and you can have it again in 24. You just got to get, you've got to be a little more forward thinking on how to do it. And no one will expect those people. Nobody. You understand? All right. That's what I got to say about that. That's the bottom line, because Brendan Dilly said so. Word. You know who else says so? President Donnie J. Trump. That's who says so. Tucker Carlson, a very good guy, is exactly right. The number one reason the totally corrupt Biden administration and the sick Washington establishment are after me is because I stand up to their failed foreign policy agenda. The one thing Washington cannot forgive is that I put America first, always put America first. I could never help it. I have to do that in order to make America great again. I reject their foolish and disastrous foreign wars, their horrific globalist trade deals, their open border catastrophes, their corruption of our intelligence system, and it's never been more corrupt, and all of the other betrayals of the American people. Most recently, the warmongers, globalists, and deep staters are absolutely livid that I refuse to bend the knee to their next endless war in Ukraine. I want peace. They want money and they want conflict, even if it means walking us into the brink of World War III, which, frankly, it is doing, and it's doing it rapidly. I want people to stop dying. I want to end that war. I'll end that war between those two countries in 24 hours. It won't even take that long. I will get the war ended. I'll stop all of those lives from being wasted and lost. And there'll be no more bombing 
of Ukraine, there'll be no more bombing of Russia, and everybody will be happy. That's why, despite the massive criminality and corruption of the Clintons, the Bidens, the Obamas, and all the rest, none of them ever get indicted or ever get investigated. They're totally protected by a fake and disgusting system. But I did everything right, and the system tries to throw me right into a jail. They can't beat me at the ballot box, so they're out there trying to take me out by other means. Anything they can think of, these people don't love our country. As I've said before, if I renounced my beliefs or if I stayed silent, the persecution would stop. If I didn't run for office or if I wasn't leading by a lot, it would all end and end very nicely. I'd have a much easier life. But I can't do that, and I won't do that. The fact is that we're leading by a lot because they're doing a bad job. We're leading Ron DeSanctimonious by 40 points, and we're leading Joe Biden by 10, 11, 12, by a lot. I'm going to take on all of the forces that are trying to destroy this country, and I'm going to win for you. On November 5th, 2024, justice will be done. Thank you very much. <laughs> justice will be done. Fuck. Donnie J has had enough. Gloves are off. The perverts and misfits of the Lincoln Project have barely gotten together again after their disgusting scandal and pieced together some ads. They are running on fumes. Were they ever prosecuted for their crimes? Are there donors under investigation? Check it out. President Trump giving you a little uh, heads up on which direction to go. We love when he does that. That's straight direction right there. He's like, hey, have they ever been prosecuted? Have they ever... Do their, you know, where's their money coming from? <clears throat> Are they under investigation? Valid question, President Trump. Our country is in a very dark place right now. But even after everything the deep state has done to me, I will never give up on America. Mark my words, in 2024, we will win back the White House. We will make America great again. I have no doubt about it. They come at me from left. They come at me from right. The rhinos, the communists, the Marxists, the fascists, we will not only survive, we will be stronger than ever before. We're fighting Bingo. a fight like nobody ever thought possible, and we're winning. We won in 2016. We had a rigged election in 2020, but got more votes than any sitting president. We're going to win like never before, and we're going to make America great again. I can truly say I believe better than ever before. Thank you for all of your support and for all of your prayers. Amen. That's not just confidence. He knows, just like I know. Always have known. It's going to be better than you can even ever have imagined. It is. <laughs> it's just fact. And uh, Trump is leading the charge. And I'm going to give you something that's going to warm your cockles, really give you a lot of hope for the future. And this needs to be seen to be believed. I was the first person that I'm, I'm fairly confident that any of you who tried to watch the show or started watching the show, I've been speaking about Gen Z since before even Trump decided he wanted to run. Since 2014, 2013, I could see the writing on the wall. <clears throat> I knew it. Then the articles start getting written about in 2016, 2017. 
something's going on. What are we seeing? What's the shift? What is, what is science telling us? The science is telling us that Gen Z is not interested in any of your woke bullshit. The kids have had enough and they are going to be more based than any generation currently walking in America. You can forget everything you know about all these previous generations. I have been telling everybody since 2012, 2013 who would listen, you don't know what's coming down the pipeline. And they are starting to arrive, and it's absolutely glorious. But messages like this were quickly drowned out by the noise of a rowdy crowd. <laughs> Students tearing through pride posters and dancing on pride flags. It's rude, and they're throwing water everywhere. They're looking at us. They're judging us. Shouldn't be like that. You're out for a reason. Rambunctious teens then turned violent, throwing pride bracelets and other random objects on the road and at people. Some kid threw something at my head and then in response to that, everyone started cheering. Um, there was like a group of guys and they were more like harassing us than supporting us. Organizers say the Oops. So maybe, maybe the young men of this generation aren't interested in you blaming them and their white ancestors for why everything sucks in America. Maybe the boys have had enough. Maybe the war on, on masculinity is one that is, they're not gonna tolerate. No longer, they don't want any part of it. No, thank you. Kids are going to be all right. They're all right. They're doing what kids do. All right. Oh, man. Let's see if I can get to this. I'm trying to get to everything today, and I just don't know that I'm possible. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me see if I can get a few answers in here. Q&A Friday. Let me knock a few of these out, and I got to get going. Or I'm going to be late. Rental car company just called me. I might be getting myself a rental car. Uh, do, 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 do. Q and A Friday, Billy. Other from uh, from a potential Ken Paxton. Do you see anyone worthy of fitting your description <clears throat> of a fire breather of an attorney general? Not publicly. Ken Paxton's probably the best publicly. There might be somebody lurking in the uh, woods that we don't know about. That's where I'll leave that. I just don't know. Billy, what's your top three biggest studio gangsters in '90s hip hop? And which three rappers you wouldn't fuck with? Um, studio gangsters, like rappers versus actual gangsters. Um, I can tell you, you would not want to cross paths or fuck with back in the 90s, certainly. Uh, E-40 from the Bay Area. Um, that was an actual mover of weight uh, that would have you disappear. Um, I probably also wouldn't... Uh, Let's see, we'll, we'll probably go probably go Southern California. Yeah, definitely a Suge Knight, not necessarily a rapper, but a hip-hop person that you should fear justifiably. Um, here's another one that you wouldn't probably want to fuck with. You probably also, uh, let me think, we'll probably go East Coast on this last one. 
There's members of the Wu-Tang Clan that you should definitely not fuck with. Those will be the three. And as far as uh, studio rappers that are just cheesy, um, Puff Daddy, that's an easy one. Just cheesy. Puff Daddy. Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Let's, let's see. Uh, mm, I don't know. I, I would say most of the industry is like Jay-Z. Like That's not a dude that's actually about his shit. But yeah, where, where I'll leave it is E-40. I'm going to say Suge Knight, even though he wasn't a rapper. And then I'm going to put the Wu-Tang Clan in there. Miguel Fornis is Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Fuck Jay-Z. Jay-Z's baby soft. He's not a real one. Um, okay. Let's see. I got to keep going quick. Here is the reminder you requested. Oh, not so much a question, but a repeat, a request. Uh, our 35th wedding anniversary is June 18th, and I was hoping you could tell my wife what I've gotten to commemorate the day. On June 18th, 2023, thanks to the office of Senator Ted Budd, an American flag will be flown over the U.S. Capitol to honor the day and then sent to us. It'd be pretty cool if you could let her know on the June 16th Friday show. For me, that would be very cool. That is from our good bud, uh, Cad Jockey, and that's for he and his wife, Dave and Jackie. So Dave pulled strings, and you are going to have a beautiful flag flown over the Capitol to commemorate uh, the American flag for Flag Day. And then it looks like they're going to have Senator Ted Budd, uh, the office of Senator Ted Budd is going to get a hold of that flag and send it to you and yours for your anniversary. Congratulations. That's a very cool and special, special uh, way to commemorate it. That's, that's neat. Hello, President Dilly. Since we can all agree that the FBI is essentially irredeemable, what should take its place after you order it to be completely defunded and sent into oblivion. Um, my opinion is that you just need to decentralize uh, law enforcement in that way and allow, I think, the elevation and, and, uh, and probably more collaborative efforts of the sheriff's office and the U.S. Marshals. That's where I would go with that. U.S. Marshals is a highly underrated aspect of law enforcement. Uh, Brendan, not a question. Just want to wish you and the family safe and happy travels on vacation. While in Key West, check out Garbo's for tacos. I don't know if we'll make it all the way down to Key West, but thank you, Tom. I appreciate that, brother. Um, if we make it to the election, how do you see the peaceful transition of power from these scumbag criminals uh, the way it's been done in the past? And yes, we will make it. We'll make it to the election. That's, there's not a doubt in my mind. And I do believe it'll just go smoothly, and that'll be that. Um, that's not a Q&A. Okay, that's it. That's all I got time for. I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you on Monday from vacation land down in Miami for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war... You fucking idiots is not is not something about the just oh the next re-election we want it all back we want our schools back we want our education we want our higher education back we want our banking back we want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back we want our music back we want our sports back we're fighting for all of it i won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of americanism back and actually representing america 
we're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.